every single Sunday with our favorite people on it. Uh, if you don't know who we are, we are some nobodies. My name is Zach, and this is Dylan over here. Uh, he's my right-hand man. Uh, well, I guess he's also his own right hand. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, so what we do in this in this show is we find some of our, our favorite creators, some of our favorite uh, actors, producers, writers, uh, creators of uh, fake food, and then we kind of just sit down with them and chat with them and find out why they do what they do and how they do what they do, um, and then we pitch them an idea, and hopefully uh, they like our pitches, and they either give us a job, never, or we just work on something together and, <laughs> and then continue the, the interview process. Um, now, Dylan, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing all right. It's beautiful outside. It is beautiful outside. Uh, a lot of times we talk about uh, you know movies that we would make uh, and and you know uh, different things and, and some shows that we always say like you know if we could make a show like this or if we could make a thing like this uh, and then you know trying to do a whole bunch of different things we always get stuck. But the, a lot of times it's like we have these high reaching shows and it's like hey what if we made a show like Dexter and it's like you can't that show's just too good you know and then you have like all these shows that you think that you want to make uh so what we did was we decided to reach out to some people that are in you know the show dexter and find out like why they do what they do and it turns out we have one of the best people from dexter and they've done cooler things than dexter yeah dylan do you want to bring them up pretty please yeah sure so uh without further ado please uh welcome actor producer anna twezone parsons hello 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 how are you today i'm great Excellent. Thank you so much for being here. We really, really appreciate it. Um, now, obviously, I mentioned Dexter. You, you know, mm -hmm. you, you you played a role in Dexter. Um, and and from what we've done research on, we find that you've done some pretty amazing things. You know, you put together a great comedy special. Um, you, you're a writer on like this unauthorized musical. Uh, but before we get started, what are some things that you're the most proud of of, of all of your accomplishments? Uh, yeah, well, definitely the special, um, the Asian Americanized immigrant comedy special, um, because it honors so much of my culture and my family. Um, and it was a really nice way to like write a stand up set that also really told my story and also told um, Nikki Andres and Aiden Park's stories as Korean Americans. So um, it was really, it was really special, all of it coming together. And um, the fact that, you know, I have family all over the world, the Philippines, Australia, Dubai, um, and they're like, you know, they, they feel honored. So I, I feel lucky to have written it and I'm happy it's out there. So yeah. Yeah. When we saw a couple of things that you've done, it was like, wow, this is impressive. This is impressive. And then we looked into uh, the comedy special. It's like, wow, you know, acting in a, acting in something to me, you know, um, you have to have a talent, obviously, but it's somebody else's work and you do something. Uh, putting together something like a comedy special, especially with, you know, trying to highlight uh, uh, traditions or, or different types of people, that's got to be just difficult. What, what was the start of that? What made you want to do that? So I 
I, it happened in a meditation. That sounds so freaking LA. So I'm so, I'm sorry if that sounds so I like. Mean, we're that. in Boulder, so that's perfectly you <laughs> normal what? for us too. Yeah, yeah. So I I just had I was in meditating one day, and it just like came to me. I, I don't know my thetas or my like you know ancestors were in my head, and they were like, "Hey, Aiden's an immigrant. Nikki's an immigrant." You guys are all Asian, like write something, you know? So, and and Nikki had just started out doing comedy and she was just so excellent already. And Aiden, he's very seasoned. So um, yeah, so it just came that way. And I asked them and they were gung-ho and then we made it happen. Yeah. Now, did you do stand-up comedy before deciding to take on such like a big project as this? Yeah. So I had been doing it for maybe like five, six years, um, balancing that with acting, obviously, and writing and, you know, auditioning, whatever. So, uh, yeah. So I've been doing it for for a little while. Oh, that's yeah. So when you look back at your earlier at your earlier credits, you have something in there that really struck out. And I was curious and I really couldn't find a lot on this, but you were in a show called Becoming where you played Gwen Stefani. Uh, what, <laughs> what was that like? Can you find it? I, I couldn't. It's terrible. I, I would so, love, I would love to watch it. I couldn't find it. It is, it's like both embarrassing and awesome at the same time. It's like, oh my god, and then I'm like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, it was my first summer in New York City. I had just gotten into uh, Circle and Square, affiliated with uh, Tish uh, for musical theater for acting school. Um, and I'd heard about this audition for MTV and they were like doing the show about becoming, you know, whatever rock star or, you know, rapper or whatever. Uh, and so I ditched a day of theater school and I was like feeling all rebellious and, um, auditioned. And so you basically had to do, I had to do like an invitation of her or whatever. Um, and that it was like sort of a competition. So it was me and two other girls and I was the only Asian. <laughs> <laughs> The, they were already blonde. Uh, they bleached my hair in one session of Bumble and Bumble, platinum blonde in one morning, which if you, I mean, my hair is black. So I, it was like, it was like steaming and like the cameras are in my face and I'm like, oh, this is so painful. Uh, and then, um, so we had a couple people that know her that were like the judges for the show and, um, uh, and then we had to do like little things and compete, like sing and dance and like a answer questions as her. And then I ended up winning and then I got to do like a concert as her uh, in the end. So, okay, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> did, did you get to wear her actual suspenders or did you, did you have to prepare? No, I mean, um, you know, MTV had their own wardrobe. So, yeah. like, like, we, you know, I got to pick out all, and I got to be blonde, kind of blonde for like the whole summer. I mean, it was like falling out and stuff because of the bleach, but. Uh, you know what? I look back though, and I'm like, damn, that is some great acting. Like I look back and I'm like, that's really good acting, Anna. You know what I mean? Like I was like, feels pretty solid. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to watch it. I think uh, I found it on YouTube. Oh, excellent. All right, cool. Well, send me the link. <laughs> send me the link. I'll, I'll double click. Um, now for, you know, a lot of the people that listen slash watch our show are they're, they're, they're mega nerds and they're into all different types of pop culture. Now you are also Chun-Li. Mm -hmm. Now, what's what's that like taking on such a role that has like such a specific audience? Um, it was so much fun. I mean, uh, Sam Reach, who was the sh showrunner, and he's an incredible creator. He worked for College Humor, and I don't know if he still is, but he um, he brought me on board, and I met like some of the most awesome actors that I'm still friends with. Um, Love Gorn, who's like just huge now, and um, Shad Krishnan, like. It was, it was great. I mean, to be honest, I didn't have any preconceived notions and I, I didn't really know anything about her or really even the video game before, uh, before I took it on. So it was, 
um, it was exciting. And then I kind of, I think I felt a little bit of pressure later on because I was like, oh shit, there's like a lot um, that goes on behind this whole thing, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Cause I mean that I would say out of the street fighter, Chun Li has to be in like the top three of all the characters, especially fan base. And, and who, oh, yeah. I, like, I still, I, we did that so long ago and I still get fan mail. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it, it freaked us out. We're like, oh my God, we're talking to Chun Li. That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, of the things that you've written, at, uh, you know, and produced, most of them are the same thing, which are, you know, comedy specials, I guess, you know, the unauthorized musical. Um, can you talk a second about writing a musical and, and what you were, you know, getting into to starting that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm plugging in. I really oh, yeah. Die. Um, so. Yeah, so Jeremy Lynn, the musical, we wrote, uh, me, Aiden, Aiden Park, and Edlin O'Connor. Uh, we had, we were just, you know, act, we're actors, and we were like, we need to write something, we need to do something. We all had a passion for musical theater. Um, and at the time, Jeremy was, like, coming out of the height of his, like, whole, you know, um, whole thing where he was just, like, on top of the world. And uh, so what we did was we wrote something that was, like, it was, like, a parody musical. So it was, like... Um, we took like old songs and then rewrote the lyrics and and made it this, um, you know, uh, guy that rises to the top. And I mean, some of it I look back now and I'm like, like, it's not some of it's like not PC, you know, because like yeah. you know, we wrote a sketch where like, you know, his fairy godmother comes out and, she, and she's like, well, you've got to be black to be like, <laughs> to be like, to be famous or whatever. And like now we're just like, oh, my God, did we really <laughs> like that? But it was it's funny at the time because we thought, yeah. okay. And then he's like, I don't need to be, I can just be myself. And that that was like the story in the end, that he just rises above no matter what. Um, he gets the girl who like who always loved him the whole time. And yeah, so it was it was really, really fun. And it what was really cool about it too was that we didn't realize the response we would get because we were like, oh, we just want to do something. We did it in a theater. It, uh, the profits went to um, women that have been affected by by trafficking so we wanted to give back to the community or just give back in some way to a nonprofit. so and then people were like this is actually a really great show you guys should keep doing it and then we did yeah, uh, I, yeah I love that from from the clips I saw of this uh big fan of that now um as far as the Asian eye you know the American Asian eye you uh it, what, what is what's the process of putting that together like now that like you were in a pandemic like is that harder to do that or like was the original idea to maybe go on tour with this so we shot it literally a week before the pandemic started. So we like we shot it, I think, March 7th. And a week later, everything shut down in LA. Mm -hmm. So we were like, think, I mean, thank God that we had, we'd gotten it, you know, on film. And, you know, we because we had rehearsed it for a year and we were like trying out different mics and working our material and just putting it all together. Um, so we just got timing wise really, really lucky. Um, and then during the pandemic was just post-production and sort of putting everything together. And that, you know, always takes a while. So um, timing wise, it all kind of ended up working out. I mean, I, I was hoping we would release it sooner, but it's out there now. And that's the important thing. So it's, yeah. it's here. And the reception of that is, do you think that that's like good enough or that's something you're going to try to continue to do? It seems like it's very important for a lot of cultures out there. Yeah, I mean, I think um, we're obviously trying to raise visibility of uh, Asian American culture and Asian American comics. Um, I'm not quite sure what the life of the actual show in terms of the three of us together is going to do. We're all each individually, you know, working and doing different things. Um, Aiden's actually doing a musical in Pennsylvania right now. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it'll probably just depend on on what kind of response we get because we just released it. So we will see some yeah. stuff might happen. 
Now, between like writing and producing and acting, what what is the what do you prefer doing the most? I like it all. Um, I I I like the money I make acting for sure. <laughs> that's that's fun. Um, a lot of the things I produce have been independently produced, so it's like a lot of out of out of pocket stuff. Um, uh, and writing, I, I would say I'd lean most towards the writing um, and the writing because as a Filipino American, um, I write a lot of the TV specs about the Filipino American experience. So I wrote a pilot um, that was up for Sundance that was about me being a failed Filipino because I didn't become a nurse. Um, it's called the Asian that didn't because uh, I'm a failed Filipino. So, uh, so I love writing about these like experiences and our culture and who we are. And, and it's my passion to get our, uh, get us seen and get us out there. So I would say that my heart leans the most towards that. And uh, we're trying to get that stuff made. So now acting, uh, you know, which is where we found you first. Um, that seems you're very, very, very good at acting. So congratulations there. I'm terrible at acting. Uh, not, not that there's a competition here, uh, but, I, but I, I would lose. Now, when working on such a big show like Dexter, um, what what's that like? Because that that show, because I think when you hopped into that show, uh, it was in 2010. So the show had been kind of going for a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, it was I had one day on set, so it was a really quick in and out um, experience. And the scene was with uh, Julia Stiles and uh, Michael C. Hall. Um, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, you know, the crew, it's one of those shows that had been already running and like the crew, it was like a family. Everyone knew each other. Um, I thought for me, one of the coolest experiences was my part was was pretty small. So the fact that Michael C. Hall, like he came up to me before our scene and he like asked me to give him a moment. Like he was like, could you, he's like, could you just like give me? And I was like, you're Michael C. Hall. You could, you could do anything right now. And you're asking me to give you like, you know what I mean? Like, and he, he was so just generous. And so like, and, and just being able to watch him work was just such an honor. Like he is, he's the best of the best, you know? So yeah. 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 I mean, from six feet under to that show, that guy, mm -hmm. he, he, a stunning actor. And that, that show is Dexter, especially is so well put together. Um, now, what what in the future? Do you have some things that you're working on the pipeline? Like, do, are you working on more comedy stuff now that like, I guess, pandemic's kind of uh, getting bored with the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I'm getting back out on stage. Um, it's the pandemic was was super weird because of the comedy scene. Ended up people ended up doing a lot of like um, Zoom comedy and stuff, and I wasn't like mm -hmm. super into. I personally wasn't into it. I didn't feel like it was. Um, I don't know, it was just weird doing stand up on like in, you know, and yeah. like you doing YouTube or something like that. So yeah, I'm definitely getting back on stage. Um, and productions picked up, so like. We're now back in person. Um, I was just a, a COVID backup for like a, I do a lot of commercials too, um, for a pharma spot, which was really funny because apparently, I don't know if you know this, but pharma pays like really nicely for pharma <laughs> and like chocolate commercials. This is so random. Um, but yeah, it's it's been nice because it's feeling like everything is back, um, getting back on board. And so I'm, I'm still writing and auditioning and, and we just got the special out there, so we're doing a lot of press for that. I love that. Uh, yeah, I'm a stand comedy uh, comedian myself. I came from Philadelphia, so uh, when when I came out here, I, I was like trying to find a place to start doing stand up in Colorado. And then that's when like the pandemic hit, and then we had to shift everything over to you know like YouTube or an, uh, an audio medium because uh, we really had to 
uh, swerve hard. Um, now let's let's just say that you get like a blank check from uh, a, like a production company. What what's something that you would like to spend just a lot of time on uh, for yourself? Um, uh, I would probably. Well, I think that my my. I would probably um, fund one of my pilots. Uh, the last thing that I wrote uh, is called All American Aquinos. It's basically um, uh, one day at a time with a Filipino family. So and I love multicam. It's a multicam show. So I would probably produce that. And my background's like also in theater and I love, you know, I love sound stages and I love those kind of things. So um, that is the thing that I'm most excited about. So that's probably, and that is like a vacation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, have you have you thought at all about like directing, like getting behind the camera? It seems like it's one of the few things you haven't tried to do yet. Wow, yeah, um, I have. I, I directed. Uh, I've directed some theater. I have not. I mean, like some of the projects that I've produced, we've been like co-directed with the cast, kind of thing. But um, yeah, I'd definitely be interested in exploring that. It's not top of my list, but I would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, another question I had for you, because you're such a talented actor and the way it seems that a lot of like Hollywood's going, you're either in a mega big budget, you know, Marvel blockbuster or like a really solid streaming show, like a brand new HBO series. If you had to be like in a big blockbuster movie, like as a star, like would you would you like to do that kind of thing? Like, would you like to be in the MCU? Is that something actors try to get to? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure people that, uh, are really into the MCU, definitely. Like, I know I have writers that like totally geek out, like writer friends that write on shows and they're, they geek out on that stuff, you know? Um, I am not particularly a person that's like, I would love to play da 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 or like, I think it's just cause I'm not so super knowledgeable, um, in that genre, but yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be a superhero? Yeah. Like, I me I don't I really don't like I I don't I don't need that I have a hard time getting out of bed I don't need people yeah. looking at me being please save me <laughs> that'd be too hard for me um I mean that's that's super interesting what what's some things that you consume when you're on like your downtime do do you watch like a lot of TV or something Yeah I mean I have to watch a lot of TV for work um you know we actually we didn't watch this last night but i watched the trailer for it have you guys seen the trailer for julia it's the new show on hbo oh about julia child yes yeah, julia child. yeah. Mm -hmm. but like, i didn't realize she was i mean who, i mean obviously she was a badass because she was like you know first of her time but like the show it's about how she's like she's like kicking ass and taking names like with these men who are like don't do this and she's like oh, i'm going to do it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. uh, anyways i'm excited to watch that um mm -hmm. i haven't done it yet but i'm excited to watch that um yeah so you you love some tv tv fan I love tv yeah that's awesome uh dylan does not like tv uh he says that he's not going to watch any more tv till he sells a script so he's probably, <laughs> he's probably ne so? never yeah he's never going to do that um dylan do you have any questions for miss parsons well you brought up writing scripts um i was curious if you have a particular process that you get into when you're working on anything um as far as like either outlining or if you have to put yourself in a certain mindset or if you are one of those people who get like a sudden burst of inspiration to keep a notebook by the shower or something like that. Um, yeah, well, as a stand-up, I get uh, bits and pieces of inspiration all the time. So I actually just have like an email folder. That's so mm -hmm. that I have an email folder. I email myself jokes. And I'm oh. like, let's look at this folder later on. We can, you know, expand on that and work on that. Um, Writing-wise, like in terms of like TV writing, um, I definitely have to sit down. It's it's almost like 
it's kind of like when you have like rehearsal as an actor and you're just like, oh, I don't want to rehearse, but you know, you have to kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always that kind of like, uh, and then you get in front of the computer, your pen and pad or whatever you sit down. And once you sit down, you're like in it. So, but I definitely have to um, schedule the time. It's, and it's not that it just feels like a job or anything, but it just, you just have to sit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. I, I have to make myself think it's a job when I was writing jokes before, or else I just wouldn't do it because I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll just I'll think of a joke later. It's no big deal. And I agree about re- emailing yourself because you have that one joke and you're like, this is a clever joke. I'm gonna remember this forever. And literally 45 seconds later, you're like, I think there's a joke? dog. There's a dog. In it. Okay. <laughs> An anteater and a toaster or something. Yeah, like, that know. sounds stupid. Uh, the, only, the only problem I have with emailing myself jokes is I would wake up in the morning, the next morning, and have an email for myself. I'm like, okay, Zach, that's not good <laughs> at all. Yep. You're not. You're not funny whatsoever. Don't 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 email yourself anymore. Um, all right. I don't have any more questions. I'm so excited uh, to talk to you, but also to get into the creation process. Dylan, do you have any more questions? No, before? I think yeah. I'm. I think I covered my because I I have a stunning pitch that I would love to I would love it if Anna would be in this movie okay. after after we start writing it and making it so I'm just excited to get to the pitch sure. um do 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 I get to go first I lost last time yeah go for it all right fair okay. <laughs> So, obviously, what we do in this part of the show is we're going to give you uh, two original pitches. We would just like you, preferably, to just choose one that you think is worth a little bit more of your time uh, while we keep moving on to asking questions about random things that only I care about. Uh, okay, so the, the pitch that I'm going to throw at you, and I, I think this is kind of more of a premise than a pitch, but I, I'm I'm getting there. But it, it's it's around, uh, I guess, like um, it, it's... Is that your stomach, Dylan? I think it was the... I'm going to blame the cat. Oh, my goodness. Dude, you need to eat before we do these shows. Okay, so uh, the the, the idea I have, it's kind of like a sci-fi thriller that's based around love and human resources. And the idea is that it is a uh, a nuclear-powered submarine. It's the first of its kind. And on its voyage, like its first sailing out or whatever subs do they sink or whatever um <laughs> on their first time sinking uh eventually the sub disappears no one knows what happened to it they don't know if it was blown up for like a war if it was stolen nobody knows now the captain of the ship happens to be the partner of the person that's the hr the head of hr for this company granted it's probably an hr faux pas but we're not going to get into that just yet now the hr person does not want this company to go under so they do everything they can possibly do to help solve this mystery and they even go to the last known spot this ship was there. When they get there, they find that a submarine has actually shrunk. And it's super small. And everybody inside of it is super small. And that's why nobody can figure out where this thing went. I don't know what happens to it, but that's that's my premise pitch for, the, for this episode. Uh, that it's going to win. Do you want to give the, the tagline? Uh, I forget exactly. It was, uh, between... the, only, the only difference between sunk and shrunk is HR. That's it. <laughs> the only thing between sunk and shrunk is HR. <laughs> the tagline sells it, I think. If oh, I sure. <laughs> All right, Dylan. All right. Uh, so this was, uh, kind of generated from a friend who had read some sort of like gossip column thing. Um, the main character is a relationship coach who works on movie sets to prevent the male and female leads from falling in love with each other <laughs> that her entire job is to prevent, you know, they're emotionally charged. It's like, um, uh, stars born style. So her job is to keep them from 
carrying that relationship over into the real world. Her job is complicated when she becomes one point of a triangle, love triangle between her two clients and herself. Uh, and I'm thinking like kind of like um, uh, like kind of farcical, high co high comedy sort of thing. Uh, maybe there's like an organized crime angle that gets worked in there that she gets unwillingly involved. Um, this was far more coherent when I had it mentally arranged, but um, that's kind of the overall uh, premise for this movie. So you're you're trying to bring back the rom com? Yeah, it's a rom com style. Uh, Probably some dark comedy in there, but yeah, it would be it would be rom com. It would be very uh, very tongue in cheek about the film industry. Okay, mm. hmm. okay. Well, Miss Parsons, now is the most difficult question anyone has ever asked you. <laughs> Which one of these two very stupid ideas would you like to talk about for a couple more minutes? <laughs> um. Wait. So wait. Do I have to pick one or? Mm -hmm. Um, well, the only reason I picked Dylan's is because I just don't know anything about it. Like you gave me more of an outline that was like, like lengthy and, and, you know, like, yeah. Literally, it's, it, it's one of my favorite adjectives. Long-winded. He's pretty lengthy. <laughs> He's not good. It's lengthy. Uh, okay, Dylan, so you won again. You're going to... Sure. Okay, weird. Well, it's only because, like, he didn't really give anything. I'm like, what else happens? Like, I want to know more. There so maybe for next well, time, just give, like, nothing, and then the person will... See? That's, that's, I'm over-pitching my... Idea Tiny about. submarine. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Mini. Yeah, <laughs> mini sub. <laughs> like, <laughs> mini sub. Um, okay, great. So uh, we're going to start pitching you a lot more ideas since you just take everything. That's great. Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, so we're going to spend the next couple minutes trying to figure out uh, how one would work on this idea and, and what you do. Um, now, Anna, when you have uh, an idea and it's very vague and probably not that good and you email it to yourself, mm -hmm. when you finally open up that email, what's like, what are some things you do? Do you, are, are you like, um, do you believe in like the three act structure of something? Um, do you spend time trying to figure out if it's a musical or a comedy show, or if this is like a feature or a short, like what's like your first kind of steps of, all right, I'm going to spend some time with this thing. Um, it's interesting. Cause I feel like my process is constantly evolving. Um, I don't feel like there's ever one way. I think it just depends on, it, it definitely depends on, um, you know, the, the genre, if you're writing, this is obviously a feature, um, or if I'm writing a play or if I'm writing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I would probably start with the, what you gave me was a long line and then I would outline and then I would, um, because I think the real creativity and the thing that I have to work on the most is the rewrites because I, I, I feel like my first, usually my first draft, I always feel as like, this is the best and it's never the best, you know? So like sending out too early or like I've mm -hmm. totally been, you know, accused of that where I'm just like, oh God, why did I do that? Why did I send out? Um, so yeah, so I'd start with an outline. Excellent. Okay. So we have, we're going to start working on the outline for this thing. And, and like you have an idea and let's just say that it's something dumb, like a movie, see uh, a movie set hitch. Right. And uh, now <laughs> when, when do you decide what that's going to be like because so far it could be a, a short uh it could be a, a play it could be a feature length i don't think it feels like a 
a series just yet but do you kind of let like the project itself like speak to it or do you go designing like okay i'm i gotta make this a play so i have to look at it through that lens uh, i designed right away okay so this this feels like probably a feature right this feels probably like a like a tlc feature thing that maybe if, Sand, if sandy yeah. bullock yeah, sure. gets into it we can yeah. get a little bit more okay <laughs> excellent all right so uh now now uh are, are you a believer in the three-act structure we talked to a lot of people and some people are you know save the cat people and some people are uh definitely three-act structures or whatever is, is there something that you are stuck on as far as the story technique um, you know, I feel like that's also evolving as well. And I also, I think because, um, I don't know if you guys have ever applied for any of these like programs that they have out there. It, I feel like the stuff that they ask for is constantly changing too, because streamer is like changing because mm -hmm. like that's changing. Um, so I am, uh, I feel like structure does help me, but I'm also open. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm both. Yeah. yeah, you just just let it roll. That's fine. Yeah, because we, we do talk to some people to go, nope, I do it exactly like this. I put my bullet points down, then I work on my three arcs. And then yeah. some people are like, at minute 10, this inciting incident. At minute 12, I need this. And it's like, okay, well, that's pretty interesting. So it's always cool to see, you know, how people do it. Because I used to just let let the story kind of do its stuff. And then when I need to punch it up, I got to make sure I go in there. Uh, all right, so let's say that this is going to be a feature link. Let's say that we're going to start plotting this out. Now you do you work on like the characters first or do you try to get the plot moving to understand where you're trying to get uh story yeah, yeah. all right cool so let's just say this is a three-act structure dylan right yeah uh what what kind of story do you want to see coming here so we have like you know we're on a film set and we have this person who has a job we're probably going to meet them in the middle of the filming right because there's been some kind of tension yeah. that seems to make sense um now the the first arc of this is what them falling in love with somebody or realizing that they're in love with somebody well yeah or somehow introducing some complication into their like otherwise professional life like i mean hell they could be brought on like as emergency consultant on a production where their ex is the lead yeah or something I, like that i almost like the idea of maybe like uh like a a, a film that was being made with a married couple and in the middle of the movie the, the couple gets divorced so then they have almost like a therapist in there being God. like hey you guys gotta make sure you remain like you're married um is that something that you you would be interested in in, in considering here yeah sure we could consider right. that all right. Now, uh, Ms. Ms. Parsons, if this was like a film and, and we had to put a person in there that's designed to keep relationships, what type of film do you think they're making? Uh, I just want to interject about that. Uh, the married couple. I I was uh, in a, a nail salon the other day and this woman, because I don't really watch reality TV, but she mentioned this. There's a new show on Netflix. It's called like The Ultimatum or something like that. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. No, nope. I haven't watched it, but I, but yeah. So it just, anyways, reminded me of that. Zach, you got it, Dylan. Have you seen? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I, oh, I have. Uh, it stars Nicholas. <laughs> it stars Nick Lachey. I have consumed. Oh God, gar that garbage television show. It's awful, but I but I love it. It's like basically, they sign up to get a pass. It's like these couples sign up to get a pass. Yeah, for like it, or something like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, look, I'll marry you, but I get to do this. And it's like, ugh, but I was like thinking to myself, I was like, how did that one person pitch this to their? To their to their partner, they're just like honey. They just so want to be on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. It's like people. What What was that show, Zach, that you made me watch about the island where they weren't allowed to like get romantic? Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. Yeah. That, if, they, if they touch each other, they lost money. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, I, watched, I know you watched the entire thing. I watched that first episode, and I'm like, yeah. 
This dude it. from Denver looks like half of the people I work with. I can't do this. It's like they, they can win $100,000, but if they kiss, they lose 5000 And if they, like, do more stuff, they lose a lot more money. And oh, one wow. guy's like, I don't care. I spend $60,000 to hook up with this. <laughs> it was... Give, give me an ultimatum. Anything goes on Netflix. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we have we have this movie that we're working on. Um, do you think, uh, Anna? Do you think it's funnier if it's like an action movie or a, a romance movie or like a? Th- do you think that that thing matters at all? Uh, wait, does what matter? Genre? The, the the fake movie that they're working on that they would need the relationship coach in. Um. Oh wait, so I have to pick a genre. What would be funnier? Well. well Go ahead, Dylan. I'm kind of seeing this as like a like a burn after reading style, like over the top. Everybody is kind of selfish and like the actors know, in the movie. Like like the movie itself is very not over the top, but everybody has really bad impulse control, but really high ambition. So everybody's like, we're make we're we're going we're making like a steamy thriller, but you two can't fall in love because you're professionals, and they're like. Okay, and then the coach is brought on, and everybody is just kind of going for their own motives. And at the halfway point, you learn that someone has a lot of money in like some sort of illegal drug ring. So they're making basic instinct three. (laughs) Advanced instinct. (laughs) Not so basic anymore. Uh, Okay, so the first, uh, so let's plot out what your what your structure is real fast, Dylan. So we have a three act structure. Now, at the end of the first act, you have the the therapist person coming in, and then either being told they're in love with, or someone's that they're in love with somebody, right? Yeah, um, I I see. Maybe like they're called on as an emergency consultant. Like they're like, we've got an issue where our two our two leads are very high profile socialites with other significant others. But we've noticed on set they're starting to act around each other. Yeah. So they bring the main character in to kind of like coach them on not falling in love. Now and does, does they the have main... that moment where like the the salt they see the person approaching across the lot and the music comes on and they're like, I can't let these two get together because I want that or something like that. Or, or do they have a, like a previous relationship with one of the two people before? That I also had that thought as a potential option um okay so then so then the middle part the second act of this would be dealing with the 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 frustrations and the feelings and then what what is the end of the second act oh man i I think we need to keep the i think we need to figure out a little bit more of the second act first now anna when when you have like an idea and you're trying to like workshop it do you have like like a person that you throw ideas at and then they say hey zach that's not a very good idea you should change it to this um yeah yeah i mean i I throw i throw ideas like at my husband um i don't necessarily take his advice Mm -hmm. on the ideas but i definitely pitch him and especially like jokes and stuff like that um but no i mean in in terms of ideas and things i want to spend money money or time on i usually will just like commit to something that i like and i'll just do it yeah i love that all right dale what so what do you think is the most important thing to work on next here uh i mean i think kind of just that happens then that happens because that happens like try try to get kind of like a kind of yeah. through line of events going maybe let's maybe let's like fake cast this so we have an idea of who these actors okay. are yeah so we, you know like who, who would you like to see as this main uh therapist person 
Man, uh, I mean, who's who's kind of on the come up right now? Um, like Florence Pugh. Is that too yeah. much? Yeah, All Florence. Right. Let's get her. Or uh, trying to think of. Well, yeah. Let's just stick with that. Because, that came you know, to mind. <laughs> they they they've got uh, they've got a really cool acting style. They've got a really good intensity, and um, uh, they're they're still fresh enough where they could pull off comedy if they have to, but also seriousness. Um, now, who are the two people that they're going to be in a love triangle with? Uh, let's say Dev Patel and someone someone off of an age, someone else of an age. That's what I'm trying to think of, like like Sybil Shepherd. Sure. <laughs> I just like I like that. <laughs> this is so random. Like, yeah, well, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's Dylan trying it's to be smart pure, and be thorough. Purely, purely hypothetical. Yeah. Simple shepherd. Sure. No. Yeah. One. Yeah. Let's do. It. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, why, why wouldn't why wouldn't Florence Pugh go for Sybil Shepherd? You know, <laughs> if if someone can have gravitas, it's it's Sybil Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a. a uh, okay, so um, now we, we have roughly this cast, and we know that uh, Sybil Shepherd and Dev Patel are making this this uh, intense, uh, basic instinct style thriller, and then uh, things are going very weird. They have to call in this therapist, this relationship therapist, who is uh, <clears throat> Florence Pugh, and then they they come down, and that's the end of the first act, right? Yeah. Uh, the the movie's breaking down. Producer's gonna quit. Uh, there's rewriting happening because the actors cannot be together. Dev Patel is being a real B-word. Um, <laughs> I love that man. I, I I I hope I meet him someday. He is such a great actor. Um, I just watched, wait. Send him an email. Yeah. Was Dev Patel in the green? The, is it called the Green Knight or that? No, movie? that's him. I was like, what is this yeah. movie? It was it's so a trip. Good. Yeah, movie's wild. He is beautiful in it though. Oh, uh, but yeah, there. that movie. Like you watch it, like uh, is he gonna lose his head? I, What's oh, going on? It's a no. game. Cool. All right. I get it. Like, ew. Is that his mom? What? What is yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I would assume that in the in the second act of this, uh, the 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 movie production is going to speed up, right? It's going to get it's going to get really good. They're going to start having really good chemistry together. Um, now, what what are some things you need to put in here to make that, um, you know, start crashing down by the by the end of the second act? I, I think there needs to be another external conflict, and I keep I keep going back to some sort of like illicit money being involved, yeah, or using the film set as a as a location for something. Now, Anna, when when you're writing out you know your stories, do you have that timing down where you're like uh, right around here? I need something either like big or 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 impactful or emotional. Um, do you ever like have that timing down or? Do you just once again go back through the story and just let it kind of hit you and go, this is kind of a lull. I need to do something here. Um, well, yeah, in the sense of uh, uh, like in, in terms of structure. And I, I've really primarily only written television um, specs. So um, for sure, I stick to the structure in that. Yeah. So something needs to happen here. Often I'll kind of fuck it up like I sometimes I just won't even have it and then I'll you know I'll do, go through a rewrite have somebody um, give me notes and just like constantly rewrite the things that I'm missing because mm -hmm. I think I feel like for me it's more just like barfing it out and then like getting a, an opinion and then like making it nicer see that that brings up an interesting uh, uh, conversation it's about writing like uh, for television instead of a movie when you write like a movie you have here's my story I'm going to get to it 90 minutes it's a tight thing when you have when you write for a series 
how do you know like what what you're going for because series can be anything i mean you have like sitcoms that are 22 episodes you have netflix specials that can be six episodes um what now i i love the idea of spending more time with these characters which is you know i guess the good thing that the pandemic brought was <laughs> streaming making you know elongated storytelling but setting out to make a like to make a show what do you set yourself any guidelines for length um, yes. And in, in the sense that I, I generally decide in the beginning what I'm writing, like, you know, I knew Aquino's was a multicam. So I was like, I'm, I'm writing a sitcom. Um, and I've primarily only written, um, 30 minutes. I tend to write really kind of dark, dark comedies. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, more, yeah. So, um, yes, I decide pretty much right away. Yeah. So it, it like, so, you know, going into something like, okay, this is going to be a six episode series. Right. Is that, is that what you're saying? And like, you, you know, where like the arcs are in that kind of thing? Oh, I mean, no, I don't often write out my whole series Bible mm-hmm. um, unless somebody's asking for it. But I mean, that when does that happen? Unless you're submitting a Sundance or something. But um, no, because I, I feel like that's generally kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, it's mostly just getting that one piece really, really, really polished and solid. So. So you primarily kind of build like a pilot then mm-hmm. and like say, okay, then depending on what people need, I turn this into that. Is that, is that kind of how that goes? What do you mean? So like, if you have a pilot for a show and I guess you start pitching this, this pilot out and it's you know, really well sculpted. And if you pitch it to different people, I would assume that they're going to want different things. Uh, because if it were a sitcom, you might get a 20 episode, uh, contract i don't know how a lot of this works obviously but if you were to go to say like an hbo max where they you know rely on like six episodes do, do you get to decide the duration of this or do they tell you how much of the show they want um i know i mean i feel like i feel like what happens is you pitch a show you you know you get a green lit um you get the pilot made and then um they they you shoot it they air it, people respond, they're going to make more episodes. I mean, sometimes I think they'll decide beforehand if they're going to continue. Like I just auditioned for Joe Coy's series, Joseph. It's um, besides the cleaning lady, it's the only, um, well, it's the only network script that I've read and I've been in the business a long time that has a protagonist. It's a Filipino American and a Filipino American family. Um, and I, as far as I know, I don't know if anything's been greenlit, but I know they shot the pilot. So in like every Filipino audition for it, we were just like, (laughs) just like a, Filipino party. Um, yeah, so that's that's how it works. And hopefully it gets picked up because it'd be nice to have more work for us. Yeah. So you don't really have an idea of, of how long the show you're pitching is going to be, right? Is, is uh-huh. that right? No, I oh, don't. Wow. No. Yeah, that's uh-huh. interesting. I, I, I didn't know that. I thought like you you had an idea for like a, not, not you, obviously, uh, undetermined you, uh, have an idea for like a show. Like I, I'm selling this 10 episode thing, uh, but it's pretty much like you sell the concept and then they take what they ask i guess they ask you to do whatever they want right yeah i mean well i mean i think uh like i think with joseph they have an amount of episodes that they were there they they've already pre-planned but for me i i just haven't done enough work on done enough work on that i've done the series bible for the asian that didn't but the other stuff i've just been lazy (laughs) (laughs) no that's fine um okay so we're, we're working on this thing now are, are you someone that works on like bullet points i know dylan is a is an advocate for bullet points it's like we got to get to here and then to here and then to here and then to here or do you try to get like the idea of this of the full story out before start filling it with dumb stuff 
Um, bullet, yeah, bullet points. Because yeah. I feel like it's generally easy to write. Uh, like a friend of mine was writing on Atypical, and she's my best friend actually. And um, she, the showrunner for that show spends she'd say like two months on outlining. Like there was nothing that happened in terms of any writing happening um, until like they nailed the outline down. So I feel like because I can spend a lot of time or I can just not waste time, but if the outline or the bullet points aren't spot on, then you're kind of wasting time in the, in the writing. You know what I mean? If you don't mm -hmm. like nail that part, the structure yeah. part. I love Atypical. It is the only show that me and my partner and my daughter sit down and watch all together. Uh, yeah. We all have different interests, but that is one of those few shows that it, it, it kind of aligns all of our all of our interests in a, just a, a, a beautiful put together show. That's uh, cool. Tell your friend I appreciate that because I love that. <laughs> okay, Dylan, what do you think we should work on? We have a couple minutes left in this. Uh, I think the ending, having, having uh, the ending kind of... Okay, one some of the, idea of where it winds up. One of the things I was thinking was whoever of the two main actors likes the 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 therapist more, maybe they try to work them into the movie. Like they try to get okay. them apart. Uh that seems like a really stupid thing to get in there. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh Anna, what what would you say is one of your favorite black you said you're into dark comedies or black comedies? What what's one of your favorites? Um like TV shows? Yeah. Um uh, Barry popped into my head right now. Yeah. Uh, I love Barry. Yeah, I like Barry. Yeah. I love Barry. It's yeah. been uh, a week from today. Yeah, we had uh, we had the opportunity to. to and, and I guess this is kind of a, could have been a black comedy, a dark comedy. Uh, we had the opportunity to speak to Jack Barth, the guy who created uh, Yesterday, uh, that movie where if the Beatles never existed. Yeah. Now yeah. it turns out the original story that he wrote uh, is much darker and very later. very funny. Yeah, where he wrote it, it was like because he said that the idea behind it was that even if he were the person who created the Beatles, he still couldn't sell it. Like he wrote all these amazing things. So the idea was this person had the entire library of the Beatles catalog and nobody liked it. He still just could not do it no matter how great it was. And, you know, then obviously like the story got bought and changed up to being a rom-com and this guy was successful. But I, I you know, I, I would have loved to seen the original because I think it's a way yeah. more compelling story because yeah. like, you know, you have these, you know, uh, rock music from the 60s. Why, it wouldn't be that popular now. Like, why would people like that now? I, I just thought that was cool. Uh, and Barry, it's a great show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of, like, really, like, thoughtful comedies. And I think Barry is one of those as well. Um, all right. So, Dylan, I think that we have a little bit too much to work, work on in this project. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. it was a, it's a very sparse. It's it's more a premise than a, than a yeah. plot. For now, so I, th I think we got to put the I think we got to put this on the back burner, not the back burner, yeah. but we got to put the kibosh on this one for a second because uh, I think we need too much in this one. So what we're going to do is we're going to pause that uh, right here, and mm -hmm. we're going to pick this up on our. We have a live show on Tuesdays where we take these concepts uh, with a live audience from Twitch and start keep del delving into it. Um, but we don't want to take up any of you, any more of your time. So I, I just think we have too much of this project to really keep going with uh, asking questions. Because now it's like, <laughs> hey, make this cooler. Make this better for us. And that's, that's not what we're trying to do. So um, now, listen, we love you. We are mega fans of yours. We Now that we know you, we are even bigger fans. Uh, and I'm going to spend the rest of my day uh, literally watching every single thing of yours that I can find. Um, Wait, well, I have to – I do want to send you the um, the clip of Becoming because it's, it's – Oh, absolutely. And also, like, man, the one thing I learned was, like, these – 
you know, you know that singers are like they have the back, you know, singing or whatever. Like my my voice was like terrible. I was like not hitting notes because I was like running around the stage, like jumping and kicking and like flying my hair, like head banging. Like I couldn't sing. Uh, anyway, so I just discovered it's really hard to to headbang and sing at the same time. Now, what 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 was Gwen Stefani's story that you were telling? Was it falling in love with that guitarist guy and then losing it in the second video? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we were just competing to be the best Gwen. So, oh, okay. And then I won, and I got to do a full concert as her. And yeah, so it was basically did you, that. Did you did you meet her? No. No, but it's funny. Uh, one of my friends is uh, Tony Canal's cousin. So I think he, he sent it to Tony. It was just really funny. Anyways, <laughs> he's like, this is hysterical. She's Asian. Oh, I cannot wait to watch that. I'm going to force Dylan to watch everything. I, uh, I, the rest of the I have the video in another tab. It's on YouTube. <laughs> we're going to get to it soon. <laughs> we're going to get to it soon. Ms. Parsons, where can people find your comedy show? I would love to make as many people as possible go check this out. Where can people find this? Yeah, so it's on the Real Woman Network, Real Women's Network, R-E-E-L Women's Network, um, and under Asian Americanized and Immigrant Comedy Special. I love it. Uh, so if you're watching this or listening to this, we're going to put the uh, the link to that in the show notes. Please check this out. Uh, Ms. Parsons is so, so funny and very, very talented and also a waitress in Dexter. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love that. You you are a stunning Chun-Li and you're you're a great person for being on our show. Because honestly, like, you know, we're trying hard to, to make things. We're trying hard to write stuff or to get stuff. So, so any tiny bit of time that anybody who's doing it spends with us, it's just this cool fuel that we never knew knew we could have and it really just makes us go and then we talk about you for like a week and then you know we're fanboying all over things and it's really really uh yeah so i i would really like to just let you know how much just this little bit of time that you're spending with us means to us so thank you thank, thank you thank you. you um yep and we're gonna put as many links to your stuff in the show notes as possible so please everyone go find miss parsons and, and laugh a lot because why not like why not there's too many stupid people out there uh laugh at somebody um <laughs> Is there anything else you would like people to know about you or to find or? Um, I guess Instagram, Anatoise on Parsons, um, Twitter, Anatoise, same, same thing. Just my name. Just cool. Google. Google's always yeah. great, right? Yeah. yeah. There for a reason. Use the Googles. But you got to say it quietly because there's too many things in my house that <laughs> respond to that word now. I'm like watching TV and I have like three different <laughs> machines going, I can't understand that. <laughs> stop. <laughs> okay, so we'll put your uh, put the links to Instagram and Twitter down there as well. And once again, we do definitely appreciate all of your time. Um, yeah, keep on yeah, creating. So much fun. So yeah, fun. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep creating, and we're gonna watch all of your stuff today. Mm -hmm. um, Dylan, do you have any funny words for anybody still watching or listening to this? Nah. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, folks. Well, until next time, I have been Zach. They've been Anna. He's been Dylan, but you've been great. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Take it easy out there.